Chapter Four of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Getting ready. Oh dear! Cried Mrs. Bobbsey. I wonder what has happened now. Maybe Snap is barking at a tramp. Suggested Bert. I'll go and see. It can't be a tramp. Nan spoke with scorn. That sounded like a little girl crying. It surely did, Mrs. Bobbsey said. Wait a minute, Bert. Don't go out just yet. But I want to see what it is, Mother. And Bert paused halfway to the door, out of which Mr. Bobbsey had hurried a few seconds before. Your father will do whatever needs to be done, said Bert's mother. Perhaps it may be a strange dog fighting with Snap, and you might get bitten. Snap wouldn't bite me. "'Nor me,' put in Nan. "'No, but a strange dog might. Wait a minute.' Flossie and Freddie had also started to leave the room to go out into the yard and see what was going on, but when they heard their mother speak about a strange dog, they went back to their chairs by the table. Then from the yard came cries of, "'Make him give her back to me, Mr. Bobbsey. Please make Snap give her back to me.' "'Oh, that's Helen Porter!' cried Nan, as she heard the voice of a child. "'It's Helen, and Snap must have taken something she had.' "'I see!' exclaimed Mrs. Bobbsey, looking out the door. "'It's Helen's doll. Snap has it in his mouth, and he's running with it down to the end of the yard.' "'Has Snap really got Helen's doll?' asked Flossie. "'Yes,' answered her mother, though why he took it I don't know.' "'Well, if it's only Snap and no other dog is there, can't I go out and see?' asked Bert. "'Snap won't hurt me.' "'No, I don't believe he will,' said Mrs. Bobbsey. "'Yes, you may all go out. I hope Snap hasn't hurt Helen.' Helen Porter was a little girl who lived next door to the Bobbsey twins, and those of you who have the book about camping on Blueberry Island will remember her as the child who, at first, was thought to have been taken away by the gypsies. "'Oh, Helen, what is the matter, my dear?' asked Mrs. Bobbsey, as she hurried out into the yard, followed by Bert, Nan, Flossie, and Freddie. "'Did Snap bite you?' asked Nan, looking toward her father, who was running after the dog that was carrying the little girl's doll in his mouth. "'No, Snap didn't bite me.' "'But he bit my doll,' Helen answered. "'It doesn't hurt dolls to bite em, said Bert with a laugh. "'It does so,' cried Helen, running her tear-filled eyes on him. "'It makes all their sawdust come out.' "'So it does, my dear,' said Mrs. Bobbsey kindly. "'But we'll hope that Snap won't bite your doll as hard as that. "'If he does, I'll sew up the holes to keep the sawdust in. "'But how did he come to do it?' "'I guess maybe he liked the cookie my doll had,' explained Helen, who was about as old as Flossie. "'Did your doll have a cookie?' asked Nan. "'Yes, I was playing she was a rich lady doll,' went on the little girl from next door. "'And she was taking a basket of cookies to a poor doll lady. "'Course I didn't have a whole basket of cookies,' explained Helen. "'I had only one, but—' I made believe it was a whole basketful. How did you give it to your doll to carry? asked Nan, for she had often played games this way herself, 
making believe different things. How did your doll carry the cookie, Helen? She didn't carry it, was the answer. I tied it to her with a piece of string so she wouldn't lose it. The cookie was tied fast round her waist. Oh, then I see what happened, said Mrs. Bobbsey. Snap came up to you, and he smelled the cookie on your doll, didn't he? Yes, um, answered Helen. And he must have thought you meant the cookie for him, went on Nan's mother, and he tried to take it in his mouth, didn't he? Yes, um, Helen answered again. And when he couldn't get the cookie loose because you had tied it fast to your doll, he took the cookie, doll and all. That's how it was, said Mrs. Bobbsey. Never mind, Helen, don't cry. Here comes Mr. Bobbsey now with your doll. But I guess Snap has the cookie, said Bert with a laugh. I'll get you another one from Dinah, promised Nan to Helen. In the meantime, Mr. Bobbsey had run down to the lower end of the yard after Snap, the big dog. Come here, Snap, you rascal, he cried. Come here this minute. But for once, Snap did not mind. He was rather hungry, and perhaps that accounted for his disobedience. Instead of coming up, he ran out of sight behind the little tool house. Mr. Bobbsey went after him, but by the time he reached the spot, Snap was nowhere to be seen. Snap, Snap, he called out loudly. Come here, I tell you. Where are you hiding? Of course, the dog could not answer the question that had been put to him, and neither did he show himself. That is, not at first. But presently, as Mr. Bobbsey looked first in one corner of the tool house, and then in another, he saw the tip end of Snap's tail waving slightly from behind a big barrel. Ah, so there you are, he called out, and then pushed the barrel to one side. There was Snap, and in front of him lay the doll with a short string attached to it. Whatever had been tied to the other end of the string was now missing. "'Snap, you're getting to be a bad dog,' said Mr. Bobbsey sternly. "'Give me that doll this instant.' The dog made no movement to keep the doll, but simply licked his mouth with his long red tongue, as if he was still enjoying what he had eaten. "'If you don't behave yourself after this, I'll have to tie you up, Snap,' warned Mr. Bobbsey. And then, acting as if he knew he had done wrong, the big dog slunk out of sight. "'Here you are, Helen,' called Flossie's father as he came back. "'Here's your doll, all right, and she isn't hurt a bit, but the cookie is inside of Snap.' "'Did he like it?' Helen wanted to know. "'He seemed to. Very much,' answered Mr. Bobbsey with a laugh. "'He made about two bites of it after he got it loose from the string by which you had tied it to the doll.' Helen dried her tears on the backs of her hands and took the doll which had been carried away by the dog. There were a few cookie crumbs sticking to her dress, and that was all that was left of the treat she had been taking to a make-believe poor lady. "'Snap, what made you act so to Helen?' asked Bert, shaking his finger at his pet when the dog came up from the end of the yard wagging his tail." Don't you know you were bad? Snap did not seem to know anything of the kind. He kept on wagging his tail 
and sniffed around Helen and her doll. He's smelling to see if I have any more cookies, said the little girl. I guess he is, said Mrs. Bobbsey. Well, come into the house, Helen, and I'll give you another cookie if you want it. But you had better not tie it to your doll and go anywhere near Snap. I will eat it myself, said the little girl. One cookie a day is enough for Snap anyhow, said Bert. The dog himself did not seem to think so, for he followed the children and Mr. and Mrs. Bobbsey back to the house, as though hoping he would get another cake. Here's a bone for you, said Dinah to Snap, for she liked the big dog and he liked her. I think, for he was in the kitchen as often as Dinah would allow him, or perhaps it was the good things that the fat cook gave him, which Snap liked. When we heard you crying out in the yard, said Mr. Bobbsey to Helen, as they were sitting in the dining room, we didn't know what had happened. We were afraid it was another dog fighting with Snap, went on Nan. Snap didn't fight me, Helen said, but he scared me just like I was scared when the gypsy man took Molly, my talking doll. I have told you about this in the Blueberry Island book, you remember. Well, I must get back to the office, said Mr. Bobbsey after a while. From there I'll write and tell Cousin Jasper that I'll come to see him and hear his strange story. And we'll come, too, added Bert with a laugh. Don't forget us, Daddy. I'll not, promised Mr. Bobbsey. The letter was sent to Mr. Dent, who was still in the hospital, and in a few days a letter came back asking Mr. Bobbsey to come as soon as he could. "'Bring the children, too,' wrote Cousin Jasper. "'They'll like it here, and if you will take a trip on the ocean with me, they may like to come also.' "'Does Cousin Jasper live on the ocean?' asked Flossie, for she called Mr. Dent cousin as she heard her father and mother do, though really he was her second or first cousin once removed.' "'Well, he doesn't exactly live on the ocean,' said Mr. Bobbsey, "'but he lives near it, and he often takes trips in boats, I think. "'He once told me he had a large motorboat. "'What's a motorboat?' Freddie wanted to know. "'It is one that has a motor in it, like a motor in an automobile, "'instead of a steam engine,' said Mr. Bobbsey. "'Big boats and ships, except those that sail, are moved by steam engines.' but a motorboat has a gasoline motor or engine in it. Are we going to take a ride in one? asked Flossie. Well, we'll see what Cousin Jasper wants us to do and hear what his strange news is, answered her father. Are we going from here to Florida in a motorboat? Freddie demanded. Well, not exactly, little fireman, his father replied with a laugh. We'll go from here to New York in a train and from New York to Florida in a steamboat. After that, we'll see what Cousin Jasper wants us to do. Maybe he will have another boat ready to take us on a nice voyage. That'll be fun, cried Freddy. I hope we see a whale. Well, I hope it doesn't bump into us, said Flossie. Whales are awful big, aren't they, Daddy? Yes, they are quite large, but I hardly think we shall see any between here and Florida though once in a while whales are sighted along the coast. Are there any sharks? Bert asked. Oh, yes, there are plenty of sharks. 
Some large and some small, his father answered. But they can't hurt us. And the ship will steam right on past them in the ocean, he added, seeing that Flossie and Freddie looked a bit frightened when Bert spoke of the sharks. I wonder what Cousin Jasper really wants of you, said Mrs. Bobbsey to her husband when the children had gone out to play. I don't know, he answered, but we shall hear in a few days. We'll start for Florida next week. And then the Bobbsey twins and their parents got ready for the trip. They were to have many strange adventures before they saw their home again. End of chapter 4